Hello and thank you so much for joining us here at Quarto Kids Cast. I'm your host, Mel Shewitt, and today I'm joined by not one, but two guests, the authors of the Story of series, Catherine Barr and Steve Williams. And we are fascinated to discover new areas and um, you know explore things we already know about, but you also make sure we go way beyond um, any preconceived ideas about what the story might might include. If you're unfamiliar with the story of books, Catherine and Steve have co-authored five titles in the nonfiction picture book series so far. The Story of Life, The Story of Space, The Story of People, The Story of Inventions, and most recently, The Story of Climate Change, which published earlier this month. Since we are basically talking about five books at once on today's podcast, not to mention a wealth of subjects spanning evolution, space, and climate change, it feels appropriate that we just go ahead and dive right into today's conversation without too much preamble. So without further ado, here are Catherine Barr and Steve Williams. Hi, I'm Catherine Barr. I'm the co-author of The Story of Climate Change. Hi there, I'm Steve Williams, and I'm the other co-author of The Story of Climate Change. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here to talk about both the story of climate change and the story of series itself. I feel like I should start by asking, how did you two end up working on a whole series of books together? Did you envision it as a series when you first created the first book, which was The Story of Life? No, not at all. We um, we both found that uh, we couldn't find a book on evolution for sort of primary age kids. There were plenty of textbooks, but not really, not the story, the, the true uh, narrative. So uh, so we, we were chatting over a glass of wine at, a, at lunch. And, um, and then out of that and our kind of interest in the subject matter, we just thought we can't find a book. Let's 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 write one. And neither of us had ever written a book before. So it was always a kind of one off project that was driven by our interest in in, um, in children having a book about evolution to read, which we thought was so important. Yeah. And, and it just the other books in the series just led from there, really, because uh, the story of life was a was a really exciting time for I think for us both. It was, it was great to be able to work with illustrators and everything for the first time. I really enjoyed doing all the research and everything be, behind it. And then it seemed a shame once it once we once we'd finished it. So we, we had a chat and the publishers seemed really keen. So we we just carried on. That brings me sort of naturally to my next question of how do you guys choose what to explore? I mean, you've explored so many subjects. I just can't begin to imagine how you can narrow it down and pick one to explore next. Yeah, well, it's a really interesting process. I mean, evolution was driven by a specific interest in that in that subject. Um, and then with the opportunity to write to write more books, we then began to think about what other kinds, we wanted kind of big subjects that we could um, be challenged to narrow down into a narrative. And we talked, it was a conversation really with Quarto about which subjects would be interesting. And we put forward a number of ideas and then we had a discussion with the editors um, and then we decided focused on space as the next in the series. Um, and then from that, uh, the story of people and of inventions, now climate change, which we both feel really passionately about. So they've evolved in different ways, but we are constantly coming up with ideas of, you know, what next? Yeah, I think everything that we've done so far, we, we, we've both been really passionate about. So it's, it, you know, the, the, the books 
encompass all of, of our interests as well. So, you know, we really enjoy doing it. So it's been great. Climate change is a tough topic. I want to talk about that book specifically for a moment, because while the other books in the series are equally informative, this book, I feel, kind of shines in a special way because it doesn't just present information. There are a lot of actions and steps that kids who are reading the book can take to help save our planet. Why was it important for you both specifically to dig a little bit deeper with this book? Well, I'm a, a secondary school science teacher, and I've come across so many misconceptions in terms of uh, how the climate works and what's happening with climate change that I just really wanted to tell the story. I just wanted to to maybe help younger uh, younger kids understand some of the concepts behind climate change and also it's going to be a huge part of their lives and so I thought that uh, writing this book will really help us to help them to understand it and empower them to make changes in their families as well. Catherine I know a lot of your other books with us are also very nature focused and animal focused as well right? Yes they are. Um, I've written a a series of books called 10 Reasons to Love Different Animals, which is driven by my interest in endangered species and particularly the trade in endangered species um, and different ways. But what I'm really interested in is engaging children through a narrative rather than a sort of, it's very important to us that these books are written like a story really, um, in a way that they can be read. We get lots of feedback from children and parents that children sit and read these books on their own and then ask lots of questions. Um, and even some of them, some of the series where they've kind of learnt pages off by heart and that kind of thing. But they're reading them as a story and that's a way for them to engage in, in non-fiction, which I think is really exciting. And it, um, it's the style of the book gives them an opportunity to engage in non-fiction through, you know, in a, in a different way. Can you talk a little bit about what your research process is like for each book? And I imagine that a lot of stuff ends up on the cutting room floor, so to speak. I mean, you're working with 32 pages for every book. So how do you, what is your research process like and how do you sort of pare down that much information for a younger audience? Well, it's one of the most interesting things about creating these books is doing the research, but particularly talking to experts in the field. And for, for each of our books, we've identified um, experts who work in the, the scientific field that covers the, um, the story. And we've been very lucky to have extraordinarily interesting conversations, email exchanges and long meetings in cafes, drinking a lot of coffee, um, talking about what should be included, what should not be included, and particularly how to make it a truly global story. Um, and from those conversations and from that sort of all embracing collection of uh, research and information from online and normally in non-COVID times, visiting exhibitions and, and getting out and, and meeting a variety of people, um, we then try and uh, work out how that how the information would, would collect across the spreads, across the 15 spreads. So we sort of move it into areas, different areas that then connect, we then need to connect with the narrative. So it's an ongoing going process Eve and I meet regularly we go away both do research come back with ideas and then group that information and that that it's a very sort of organic process that both of us really really enjoy and it's um and we have 
fascinated to discover new areas and um, you know explore things we already know about but also make sure we go way beyond um, any preconceived ideas about what the story might might include. Looking to stay up to date on everything Quarto Kids has to offer? Sign up to receive our e-newsletters and we'll stay in touch with the latest upcoming books, creator interviews, book giveaways, and more. Sign up to stay in touch at QuartoKnows.com forward slash newsletter. That's QuartoKnows, Q-U-A-R-T-O-K-N-O-W-S dot com forward slash newsletter. After five books, I imagine you probably have that down to a science. Yeah, it works. It works really well. It's a, it's a process that we, we both enjoy doing, and we both you know, really value the other the other ones work on it. So it's uh, yeah, it really works well. I'm a little sad because we had hoped to have the whole team here today, and that would mean we would also have Amy Husband here, who is the illustrator of all of the books in this series. So I want you guys to just sit here for a moment and tell me how much you love Amy's illustrations and tell me how much life they bring to your books because they bring so much joy and there's so much to look at in her illustrations. Amy's illustrations are absolutely amazing, and they're there what bring the the, the story to life and a lot of writing the book is also thinking about how it how we can tell stories through the illustration so not everything is in the words we can explore things we can't haven't got space to say in the words through the way that Amy illustrates them and her imagination and response to the words is incredible and I think um, the way that she draws um, children in through the characters and through the the colors and um, no we absolutely love her illustrations and they've brought the books to life completely yeah I love the I love the way that Amy uses humor as well in her illustrations uh, that comes across really well and uh, and also when we're when we're writing them we we sort of give a brief outline of what we think it should look like but she just really incorporates everything all her ideas in it as well so it really works well so we've had a book on evolution one on the universe humankind inventions most recently climate change can you talk about what we might be learning about next well we would love to write a book about food that's one of our ideas um and then we've had various other ideas in discussion with Quarto. And actually, interestingly, I've just launched a competition at a local school for the children to come up with ideas for what should be next. Um, and there were some incredible ideas and, and lovely illustrations. They illustrated front covers of the books, of books that they would like to write for the next in the series. So we had the story of medicine, we had, and what we'd love to do is to hear what other people um, would like um, and children would, would like to see in the next of the stories, because that's, um, that's the next challenge, I think. Or, uh, what would you say was the most unexpected response to your competition? Uh, well, to be honest, the most unexpected response was a drawing of the story of the dancing pangolins. <laughs> which, which was amazing because I have a particular passion for pangolins which are very endangered um, species and I'm involved in, in various projects um, conservation projects helping pangolins and uh, educating uh, working with school children in Ghana 
uh, on a very small community project on pangolin conservation, and I've written about them in in a number of my books. And I think the children knew that they were a they picked up on it. Oh, they picked up on it, and one of them did this amazing cover of um, the story of dancing pangolins, which um, I just I thought was lovely. That's great. So you already have the cover of your next book. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. How about you, Steve? Is there like a particular area that you would like to explore? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really passionate about biodiversity and maintaining biodiversity as well. So I think it's all the stories that we've told, we try to tell them in order, in order to, to try and help people understand some of the concepts and some of the big issues that are going on in, in, in our world. And I think the loss of biodiversity is something that uh, I think would be nice, will be interesting to address in another book. I have just one final question for you both. I ask this of everybody who visits the podcast. What makes you love a book? Okay, so for me, it's a, it's a narrative that hooks me into a story. And it's uh, the, the, a narrative, um, the way it's written and the words that are used. And, the, and I enjoy true stories. I particularly enjoy true stories. I mean, that's why I write nonfiction, I think. And I'm interested in the way of telling a true story um, that's engaging and that's a, particularly for a child can wrap itself up in that story um, without realising that it's reading because um, often non-fiction books are put on a different shelf um, and put in a reference section a child might not so easily get them down but I think um, and for myself as well I enjoy reading a true story that um, the details as well as the big picture so that, that's what hooks me in. I think I'm I just love learning. So, any any sort of book which is gonna which is gonna teach me things, uh, I love. I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm reading a book called The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Wollaban, which is an amazing book. It talks about how beech trees communicate with each other. Uh, all these sort of things that I was completely unaware of, and it it just really sort of illustrates uh, your life as you're living your life and going for a walk. And I'm seeing these trees. And I'm thinking about them in a completely different way. I have and read this book so it's just things like that really to bring things to life more they communicate with each other that's fascinating yes. i know they're, they're sending messages to each other through chemicals uh, they're wow. support supporting each other uh when they're when they're living together in stands of trees it's it's, it's quite amazing thank you so much to both of you for being here and taking time to talk with me and share your book with everybody and the whole series Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to our chat with Catherine Barr and Steve Williams. The story of climate change, as well as the entire story of series, is available online and in bookstores and libraries worldwide. We would love to see you subscribe to Quarto Kids Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find all available episodes at anchor.fm slash Cast. And hey, if you're enjoying Quarto Kids Cast, we'd be grateful if you left a review so others can hear about it too. Special thanks to Scott Holmes for our theme music, Steve Roth for his promotional vocal stylings, Catherine Barr and Steve Williams for stopping by to talk to us, and of course you, the listener, for tuning in. Until next time.